0: My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 242. Do I have a treat for you? The coaches from our Sober Girls Social Club are here with some practical tips and tricks to keep you sober this holiday season. Each coach has a different and unique approach to dealing with the stress and overwhelm that comes from the holidays. From setting boundaries to overcoming FOMO, our Sober Girls Guide coaches have you covered. This is such a fantastic episode, so let's get into it. Our first coach is Jody. She hosts a weekly check-in support circle every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Well, hello, Jody. How are you? I'm doing well, Jess. How are you? I'm great, and I'm really excited to talk to you and ask you these four important holiday questions that we're doing for all of our coaches. Now, Jody, you've been a coach in our Sober Girl Social Club membership since day one. You're an OG, so you are like our senior coach. Like You know what's going on. <laughs> and you're ready to drop some okay. wisdom on us today with some good tips for the holidays.
1: That sounds about right.
0: It sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> okay, let's start off with my first question. Holidays are tough, no matter like what stage of the game you're at in your sobriety and life. They can just bring up a lot of shit, right? What do you find is your biggest trigger over the holidays?
1: Yeah, start out right at the beginning, huh? With (laughs) that (laughs) heartbeat. Yeah, just coming up
0: strong. Mm.
1: I think that the biggest trigger around the holidays is the obligatory events.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: There's just so many family events, work events. Friend events, and it just is a lot to take on in a short amount of time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's the biggest trigger for me around the holidays is a lot of the
0: have tos. Uh, and what does it feel like when you're in this kind of state of, like you said, have to? What does that feel like for you? Hmm. Have to for me feels like urgency.
1: Okay. Um, it feels like being pulled in multiple directions at once. Mm. It feels like, um, like if I were to check in with my body and even just like notice what it feels like, it feels like constriction. It mm. feels like heart racing. It feels like shortness of breath. Mm. Um, just feeling a lot of tension. Mm. So that to me is what have
0: to feels like. Okay. And how do you, handle these stresses or these triggers over over the holidays? Like what do, what do you do personally when you get into that have to mode?
1: <laughs> well, uh, for me personally, planning is the name of the game. Okay. So paying yeah. attention to where I am in my cycle is always number one. Okay. Uh, so understanding where I'm at in terms of my bleed allows me to understand what events and when I'm going to be able to show up at my best. So having that first note of awareness is key. Then the second part of that is the actual planning. What events do I want to go to? Which ones are that felt sense of obligation? And where does the value lie in that? Mm. So really getting clear in that. Piece of how am I showing up? So that's really the the basis of that first piece is how am I showing up and where's my capacity at to show
3: up? Yeah.
1: And then from there, discerning what events will add value to my life, either through joyful connection or checking a box of, yes, this serves me to be here as much as it serves the people I'm in showing up to be in connection with.
0: Definitely. Um, what is a tip over the holidays that you wish someone told you when you were maybe starting out, or I mean, really at any any kind of level of the game? What would what is something that you wish you heard? What tip? It's okay to say no. Mm.
1: Why is it so hard to say no? I think that we're conditioned to not say no from the from the time that we're very young especially yeah. as women yeah we have to be in constant yes mode um, and mm. then as we get older and more in tune with how we are it becomes harder because we're we are shelled up in responsibility so right. we have our families that we're tending to we have partners you know if we have children or pets like whatever is in that that takes out us outside of ourselves so then we don't even know what our authentic yes and our authentic no feel like because we've become so separated from it
0: well yeah it's like almost like we get caught up in the like the system of it like the day-to-day kind of grind of like life you kind of don't even have a chance to pause or you don't even Really, think about taking a chance to pause, yeah, um, why do you think and you know you mentioned women it's, it's harder for women to say no. do you also think that it's harder for women to receive a no? Mm.
1: That one's an interesting one because while it may I think that overall i want to say yes but the expression of that isn't seen or heard very often so exactly where our discomfort we may feel internally upset or invalidated or uncomfortable with the no yeah we can't don't feel empowered to um
0: hold it or change it or ask about it right because it's so funny because like men have no problem saying no, like, no, like it's no big deal. Whereas women, I feel that we have so many different ways of saying no so many ways of almost like skirting around or beating around the bush of like how to say no to things and why we need to make these different kind of ways to say no Cause it, it sounds too harsh, but it doesn't have to be harsh. It's just, it's just, no, it's just a no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jody. last question. What is your favorite holiday memory?
1: Probably going over to the botanical gardens with my family. They do the mm. lights every year and it's a walkthrough event and they have hot chocolate and marshmallow roasting stations and just, yeah, all of us being there together, just taking the two hours to walk through the gardens and seeing the lights and mm. that becoming one of our family traditions over the past few years.
0: Oh, that sounds so awesome. That's fun. How did that start?
1: Curiosity. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And just hearing about it and being curious and asking who wanted to go. And um, it's evolved over the years, having like different family friends show up, different members of our extended family. But there's always the core of uh, my immediate family. And then we just ask who wants to go. So it started out with curiosity and it continues
0: with curiosity and evolves with curiosity. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, just pick them up. More the yeah. merrier. <laughs> Whoever wants to come. Jody, thank you so much for your time and your insights. And I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Thank you, Jess. You too. Our next coach is our resident hype girl, Jamie. Jamie can be found in the Sober Girl Social Club, hyping you up every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Miss Jamie, what's going on?
2: Nothing. Enjoying, well, I shouldn't say nothing. Everything. It's the holiday season, so a little of this, a little of that and just preparing for the uh the big holiday coming up here in like a week and a half. So,
0: right? Mm-hmm. How long did
2: this happen? It just really snuck up on us. Right, seriously, it was Halloween like 2 days ago. I don't know what happened, but here we are.
0: I know. It's I, know. It's, I feel like time is sprinting ahead right now. Like, I know. oh my gosh, it's wild. Well, Jamie, you are one of our most beloved coaches in our uh, Sober Girl Social Club, our membership. And you're also our hype girl. You're our resident hype girl. And so I wanted to ask you a few questions around the holidays and how you prepare and any advice you can give our listeners. So my first question is, what is your biggest trigger around the holidays?
2: Biggest trigger around the holidays. Um, wow, that's a tough one. I don't know that I have a hardcore trigger that I haven't like necessarily like dwindled down to just being something that's passing. There is. Yeah. There is nothing that's coming to mind. I think that's just a testament to the work that you do. Um, I'm sure once upon a time, it was this, that, and everything, everywhere you looked, it's alcohol, everybody's drinking, but um, that no longer is my, is my jam. I focus on the magic of the holiday. I focus on mm-hmm. all of the present moments that I get to be there for and mindful of, Um, So I would have to give a lame answer and say, pass. I don't have one that's coming to mind, but also it's because I've done a tremendous amount of work around that as well. Right. I mean, how, how do you even get to that place? Or how do you, how do you even approach that? I think it's just constantly peeling back the layers in that onion because there's always, another question you can ask to get to a deeper layer of why do i feel this way why does this feels triggering. And now I've just come to a place where I just never stop asking myself the questions and seeing, like, digging a little bit deeper. Why am I feeling that way? And really just getting everything out and not being scared of what comes to the surface and observing it and then redefining it so that it's a part of my life and not something that controls me. So I'd have to say it's asking the million dollar questions and never stopping. Um, yeah, you know, learning about yourself and peeling back those layers. Now, when you say asking yourself these questions, are you asking yourself
0: kind of in your head? Are you writing them down? Are you journaling? Like, how are you kind of getting to the root or the heart of the matter with these questions?
2: Um, I think I just know what questions to ask now because I'm coming yeah. up on seven years come January 1st. So it's more of like a mind thing. Like, what am I feeling? Why am mm-hmm. I feeling? this way? I mean, it's kind of the redundant questions that you'll ask, but it's when something comes up that you're like, huh, that's, that's something. Let's peel that back. Why am I feeling this way? What was I just doing? Um, What am I feeling in this moment? Why am I backing away from this? Is there something that I'm like, not wanting to explore? Let's peel that back. And it's more of like a mind thing. I mean, in the beginning, it was a lot of writing down, but it's kind of the same questions that I ask. But when it's an unfamiliar feeling or a familiar feeling and trying to backtrack where that just came from, and then getting in there and say, "Ah, that's what it is. That's what was just triggering me right there. It was that song. It was that smell. It was that it was that feeling that I got back in 1997 Mm -hmm. from that situation or whatever, and um, just peeling it back to get to the root of it. Mm. It sounds almost like a like a mental checklist. It
0: is. That's really, really cool. Yeah. What tip would you give someone over the holidays that you could have used? Maybe when you were first starting your journey or when you're kind of going through it,
2: what is a tip that you wish someone told you? Um, That it's perfectly okay to remix the holiday traditions. Um, Of course, we all have our own traditions that may or may not involve drinking, nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, they do. Mm -hmm. And it's perfectly okay. Just like non-alcoholic keeping the ritual and just changing what goes in the glass, it's keeping the holiday tradition and maybe just remixing what it looks like and different parts where you can interlace, you know, some of the tools that you have in your toolkit, but, you know, taking a look at some of those holiday traditions and being okay with remixing them or replacing them and creating new holiday traditions that make sense for where you're at with this whole no drinking thing. Oh, I love that. Remix. Remix. <laughs> I yeah. love
0: that. That's perfect. Now Jamie, one last question. What is your
2: favorite holiday memory? Oh my gosh, it was a Christmas when um we wanted me and my sister wanted 10 speed bikes. Okay. And that was like the big it Christmas like present. Everybody was getting like their big girl bikes and it was the 10 speed. Okay. And, um, my parents did a phenomenal job of, uh, storing and stashing all of the holiday gifts at my neighbor's house. And so we got through the entire Christmas and we opened everything. And if you've ever seen the movie, a Christmas story, when he the dad hides the BB gun and he does this whole song and dance. Oh, did you get everything that you wanted? And you don't want to seem ungrateful. And you're like, Yeah, yeah it was a great Christmas. But in the back of your head, you're like, Where the was my baby gun? Why didn't I get the baby gun? That was the only thing I asked for. All these other presents are great. Yeah. And so my sister and I were like, Yeah, no, it was great. And my dad's like, Did you get everything that you wanted? And we're like, Yeah, you know, he's like guess santa couldn't fit those bikes under the christmas tree and we're like yeah that's okay he's like at least this christmas tree and we had a little christmas tree downstairs and like our little like play area okay and so immediately when he said that my sister and i like perked up and we're like oh my god the christmas tree downstairs and we went downstairs and it was like you know, the 10 speed Aww. bike. And then we had um also like beanbag chairs, and that was like a whole big thing. Like we wanted beanbag oh, yeah. chairs as well. And, like they saved the best for last. And it was just such a great holiday memory that my sister and I will will never forget for sure.
0: That is so
2: cute. Yeah. I
0: love that. Your you guys and your bikes and your little beanbag chairs. How
3: sweet yes. is that?
2: It was iconic. Our parents really, really knew how to make Christmas very magical. So uh, that was one of those highlights where it was like very, very cool. Talk about special
0: and what a surprise! Like I love not only like giving the gifts, but like the like the foreplay of the gift, the surprise. Right? That is the best part. That is so much fun. (laughs)
2: I agree. Yeah, it was. It's something that we will honestly like never forget. We talk about that Christmas, like the 10 speed bike Christmas, like yeah, all the time. That's so cute, Mm -hmm.
0: Jamie. Thank you so much for taking your time and giving us your experience and your knowledge. Happy holidays, and thank you so much.
2: You are so welcome. Right back at you, sister Michelle is our next coach to drop some
0: helpful holiday tips. She hosts Transformation Tuesday's Support Circle every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and she also hosts our monthly Sober Girl Book Club.
4: Michelle,
0: what is going on?
4: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you doing?
4: Good. Thank you for asking.
0: So Michelle, as one of our coaches in our Sober Girl Social Club, I'm sure you are inundated and you are preparing for the holidays. You're preparing your clients, you're preparing our members. Absolutely. Are getting these gals stocked up for the holiday season. (laughs) I got a couple of questions for you that I would love to get your viewpoint on and your perspective and how you navigate the holiday season. So the first to give them to you. The first one is what is your biggest trigger around the holidays? Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill vibe gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E-gummies.com.
4: Going to events. Mm. I would definitely think about events. Um, I would say the combination of people, the booze that's everywhere, um, Mm -hmm. it being in your face, like the celebration time, people feeling like they, that they need booze to celebrate Mm -hmm. and having too many events to go to and not knowing, and not knowing who to say no to and who to say yes to.
0: Hmm. So how do you handle those situations? Like, how do you navigate, you know, like, even for example, like, what do you say no to? And what do you go to? Like, how do you navigate that situation?
4: So I decide how I'm going to feel when I'm there. If I feel it's somebody that I would want to hang out with um, on a regular basis, or if it's somebody I would want to spend a lot of time with, I'll definitely want to go. Okay. Um, and I'm going to bring my own drinks, which is huge for me. Um, I love a no seco. I love a toast. I love a dosso. So I am always going to bring my own drinks because that's very helpful for me. And then that way, if they don't have any non-alcoholic options, I know that I'm prepared Yeah. And I also make sure that I have an exit strategy. So Mm -hmm. I am either driving myself, or if I'm not driving myself, I have a plan on when I want to leave the party or the event. Um, and I want to try to get there. So let's say it's a, it's a tree lighting event. So I might just go for the tree lighting, okay. or I might just go for a certain part of the event. I don't have to stay there the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: When I was drinking, I would want to be there the whole entire time. I'd be the, you know, probably the last one to get there and then the last one to leave. Yeah. Um. And now I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad about having to leave early or wanting to leave early. Yeah. Um. And just going home and spending time with myself and my family and my friends.
2: Mm,
0: love that. What is a tip over the holidays that you wish someone told you maybe earlier on in your journey or even now? What is a tip that you wish someone told you?
4: Um. Having power and the freedom to choose and say no to drinking, I didn't realize how much power I had over alcohol. Hmm. Um, Wow. The power that I already have, right? I always felt like it was the drink make the decision for me, but I'm the one making the decision for me. Like I choose not to drink, right? I'm exercising my right to be sober, Um, and saying no is much more powerful when you're choosing to say no, um, Mm -hmm. rather than feeling that it's something that you can't make that decision for, or you can't, um, decide for yourself, but you can. And I think the biggest thing that people forget they have is they have that availability. They have that willpower. We just kind of have to find it. We might need to little dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, you have that knowledge ahead of time, right? So, you know, you're going to go to an event, you know, there's going to be drinks there. So Mm -hmm. what can you do to have the best time that you can? And I feel like that is just having that power right away. Say, Hey, like this is going to happen. Somebody might ask me something and I can just right away say, no, I'm not drinking or I'm not drinking right now, or I choose not to drink with you Mm -hmm. Or I have to drive tomorrow, or I have my niece's fifth birthday in the morning. If I, if I'm ready, you know, to tell people that I'm not drinking. Sure. And if I'm not, then I can lie and say that I'm taking medicine or something. Yeah. Or a simple, no, thank you. Yeah. is a a complete sentence. sentence.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Love that. Michelle, what is your favorite holiday memory? This episode is sponsored by better help. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right, but sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G.
4: Christmas Eve. Mm. Eve because it still is um it's one of the childhood memories that we have kept alive um yeah. so when we were little kids we would go to my great grandmas and all the aunts and the grandmas and everybody would be there and the cousins and we just eat seven fishes and open presents and then eat and then open more presents and stay up really late um and now we do it at my aunt's, but it's still kind of the same thing. And now it's the next generation. My nieces and nephews come over. We're, you know, I'm the aunt. I spoil them. The other aunts spoil them. The other cousins. And then um, and then seeing them leave and then spending time with um, the rest of my family. Hmm. Getting that we I feel like we, that's our one holiday in our family that we're always together. That's it's Christmas. So
0: nice. Week. Oh, what a, what a great memory. And it's so nice to pass that on to like the next generation, right? The kids and your Mm -hmm. nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie.
4: My, my present pile isn't as big as it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Because now my nieces and nephews presents are, you know, their pile is big and that's because Aunt Shell gets them lots of things and that makes me happy.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. It's so fun to see their little faces like light up and rip through the, the wrapping paper and stuff. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, thank you, Michelle. And thank you for taking course, your thank time, you. giving us your tips and your knowledge. Happy holidays. Thank you. You as well. Happy holidays. Coach Beth is back from maternity leave and can be found leading the Motivation Mondays support circle. Every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time,
3: we got Coach Beth in the house. What's up? How are you, Beth? Hello, yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm um, uh, on the wind down for you know Christmas or holidays, so yeah, <laughs> trying to get into the festive spirit. Getting
0: into it, I love it. <laughs> well, we are so happy to have you back. I know you were on maternity leave, you are a brand new mama, um, uh, yeah. so I'm sure you have quite a different perspective of the holidays and how you know tips and tricks for our members and our listeners so I can't wait to hear what you got. Uh, My first question is for you is what
3: is your biggest trigger around the holidays? So for me it's definitely these going out for drinks or Christmas parties like Mm. I like I like meeting up with friends at christmas when you know you you can spend months not speaking to each other or seeing each other and you know you make that effort but it's usually just focused around going out and drinking and that can be quite a trigger for me because yeah. I try and I try and suggest doing things where it's not just focused around that but it's yes. quite hard when you're I'm definitely the only sober person in my group so okay. usually it's like okay let's go to a bar which is fine but I also try and make sure that there's like a dinner involved or something like that otherwise I find it really triggering and hard to enjoy because you know people's sole focus at Christmas this is a massive generalization but you know is to push the boundaries with with drinking and it becomes like so acceptable at this time of year to really go all out um, which can be quite difficult to be around if you're the sober one so yeah I think definitely that whole mentality around this time of year of like, well, let's just go out and go crazy to finish off the year. I find quite difficult. Yeah,
0: I also find it like kind of funny that to go crazy means to get like obliterated and get wasted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, being sober, people we're in completely different headspaces, right? We're just on different planes. We're on different levels no level is right or wrong but like who doesn't want to be drinking and be in an environment that is focused around drinking
3: yeah that doesn't it. make and sense I get it. it's like you know I've, I've been in that headspace before where it's like at the end of the year you sort of you're you're looking back and you're like oh wow what a year we've had let's celebrate let's catch up with friends and yeah we sort of go all out but it's just when you move away from that mindset, it becomes quite difficult to be around when that's the sole focus.
0: Yeah. Would you say your social circle, like around the holidays now has changed?
3: It has changed. Um, But when I became sober, and I've been sober over two years now, I did notice that some of the friends I had at the time have dropped off. So the people that are in my life now are my core friends. And because it's been that amount of time, they realize that this is like a serious thing for me. They're actually really supportive. So, you know, if I do suggest like going for dinner or something instead, that they will have my back with that. They won't just be like, well, no, we're just doing this. Mm. So um, my social group is quite. Selective now, I think, as it needs to be. Um, Yeah. And it's it's quite small, actually, thinking about it for those reasons. Because, yeah, naturally people tail off when, you know, your lifestyle changes when you become sober.
0: (laughs) Totally. Which I can imagine, like, when you have kids too, right? Like, that's also another lifestyle change. I imagine, like, as your baby gets older and you're going into preschool, you're going into school, you're going to also associate with the moms, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's completely natural. And I don't know why we avoid it so much. Well, it's changed. That's why we avoid it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we're supposed to grow and evolve. And that doesn't mean that everyone is going to come with us. And that also doesn't mean that like, they're in the wrong, or anyone's in the wrong or in the right. It's just natural how the world works right how we yeah. grow how we evolve and some exactly. will stay some won't
3: and that's fine and that's been absolutely necessary i think to to get to where i am now in my life yeah. but it's just like like you mentioned now i'm a mum as well there's a whole other group of like you know a drinking culture in that side of things as well it's like you know oh, it's been a, a difficult day with the baby you know have a glass mm. of wine type that type of mentality so it's it's navigating different areas now with different social groups. Um, yeah.
0: But and how, yeah, how
3: do you do that? Like, how, what have you done to kind of
0: steer clear of that or not well, fall not into been, that?
3: I've not been too deep into it yet because I've got a couple of close friends that we all had children at the same time and they knew me before. So they know about me being sober. Great. So it's not been too, too big on that. But I noticed some. Like new accounts that I'll follow on Instagram where people are like mums, it'll mm-hmm. be focused around like oh you know difficult day so let's have a drink and so you you know yeah. you start to notice actually maybe that's not an account that is <laughs> really yeah that suitable for where I am at as a mum as well so it's just sort of I don't know finding your yeah. space in that area which can be a little bit tricky and I'm yeah. definitely still navigating it yeah (laughs) i can reach like school the school mums, or any of that part yet so i'm sure that'll be a whole another thing to navigate definitely
0: um, Definitely. exciting i'm ready for it (laughs) yeah absolutely um what is one tip over the holidays that you wish someone told you like maybe when you were starting or even today what is one tip
3: that you wish you knew It's okay to go home when you want to go home. (laughs) I, you know, there's so much, you know, when you start addressing your drinking or your relationship with alcohol, you still want to be sociable and fun. And you don't want people to be thinking, oh, she's boring because she doesn't drink now. So I think sometimes you push your own boundaries. So you maybe stay too late at a party um, or, you know, you socialize with the wrong group of people still. that maybe don't necessarily have your best interests at heart and I would definitely um, stay too late at the party because I felt that I was still needing to prove myself but Mm. I realised it's time like when you want to go home just go home because you're not missing out on anything and actually you can still have like a hangover without drinking and um, it happened to me when I went to a wedding I stayed really really late I did have a fun time but I probably should have gone home like two hours early. When you change your relationship
0: with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self care goals. Whenever I use the Undaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60 head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off.
3: And then the next day I just felt so like low and worn out and annoyed because i I just stayed at the party too long because I wanted to prove to people that I was still fun. So my top tip would be just go home when you need to go home. When you want to go home, like no one was actually judging me everyone was just doing their own thing so I didn't really need to stay any longer or prove anything to anyone else so that proving
0: yourself (laughs) that proving yourself that you're still fun is just so complicated and Mm -hmm. I totally get the like the FOMO aspect of it right like but I have to say I agree you're not missing any out on anything no really aren't except the same old stories
3: it really is and like you know people started to repeat themselves and you know yes. we've all done it but i was just like oh yeah you've, you've told me this before um yeah. 10 minutes ago um and uh you know i just kept staying and staying and and i just yeah i just did it. yeah i just wanted to push myself but actually you end up feeling worse the next day i felt yeah. like i had a hangover from it but without the alcohol
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's also exhausting you know, mm. trying to prove yourself, trying to like, you know, like you said, push your own boundaries. yeah, you know, there's going to be some energetic resistance to that,
3: definitely. So I would just go home when you're ready to set a time, and if you want to stay out because you're genuinely having fun, then absolutely, but you know, yeah, get out while she can when you need to <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, last question. What
0: is your favorite holiday memory?
3: Um, I think it's back when I was younger, and the the memories are very hazy. But I, we were watching a film, Home Alone, actually, earlier. And okay. It had like a really old, like, you know, like 80s Christmas tree with all the tinsel, all the like, like, what, like metal and plastic things hanging from the ceiling. And I just remember that just being like a really, just an, a basic time in my life where I didn't need to like overthink anything. I was, you know, very young sort of eight nine ten sort of age i'm thinking back of and just um yeah just being around family but with Mm. nothing to think about apart from if santa was going to (laughs) come
0: yeah no politics no no. drama not old enough to to know any adult kind of stuff or responsibility
3: oh yeah and I remember I had a mermaid watch, and I don't know how I remember this, but I always do. It's a little mermaid plastic watch, and you would flip the lid, and yes. then it would tell the time underneath. And I don't even know how old I must have been, but I just always remember that as such a key present that I got when I was younger, and mm. it just reminds me of like Christmas. Yeah, Aww, <laughs> that's so sweet. I know I it's know funny that you remember, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's so cute. I think I remember that watch.
3: Like seeing it yeah. in the store. I'm like, oh, that is cool. Yeah, they were so cool. And they just like lift up and you'd, you'd yeah. have the time underneath. But yeah, yeah, I miss all of that when Christmas wasn't fashionable and you could have whatever decorations you want and you can, you know, yeah. just enjoy it for what it was. Let's bring back the 80s Christmas. Yeah,
0: definitely. Heck yeah, Tinsel <laughs> Town. Let's <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> I miss
3: that.
0: I love that. Well, Beth, thank you so much for your insight and your tips and tricks um, and sharing with us. I really appreciate it. Happy holidays.
3: Thank you. Bye.
0: Last but not least, we have Coach Nicole. Catch her support circle every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. She will have you armed and ready to tackle the weekend. Nicole, what's going on?
5: Not too much. Happy to be here.
0: Oh, dude, it's so nice to see you.
5: How is LA doing? LA's doing pretty good. We're cool still cooling off? Cooling off a little bit. We still have that gorgeous like mid-70s in the afternoon with oh. some sunshine and blue skies. So feeling very lucky to be in dreamy. this play. Like, yeah.
0: So dreamy. So Nicole, you like Jody, are one of our OG coaches. You are you're a veteran. <laughs> Thank you. And all the help and the support that you offer our members in the membership is so beneficial. Like I get, you know, inundated with messages about you and how you're helping everyone and around the holidays it's tough. You know, we we got to we got to support our girls. So, I cannot wait to hear your answers to these questions and what tips and tricks you're going to give us this holiday season. Let's do it. Okay. First question is, what is your biggest trigger around the holidays?
5: Ooh. Okay. So this is an interesting one, actually. Something I've been thinking a little bit about, especially with my clients, not yeah. so much as within my own personal experience, just because this year I will be celebrating my fourth Christmas alcohol-free, which is a massive Amazing. achievement very proud of myself. That's amazing. So all to say, you know, I'm not necessarily in a place in my journey where I'm triggered to drink. Yeah. However, I am still emotionally activated by a lot of the things that I think trigger those that are early on in their sobriety. And the first thing that just immediately comes to mind is this feeling of not being witnessed, so going into your family mm-hmm. gatherings, and either you are, you know, got a year underneath your belt, or maybe you're day two, and the people that are around you have known you your whole life. And most of that time, you might have been drinking. And for me, that was many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and not being able to understand why you've made these choices, who you're trying to be, um, and not necessarily giving you the space to figure that out. Mm. And so I, I know early on um, for me, that was something that I struggled with because I was both trying to fill this place, especially around the holidays, right? You are in your, you're going to see your family, right? Yep. So we still hold that familial identity that we want to be the daughter or the sister or the the partner whatever that means to you mm-hmm. while also trying to drastically change a part of our life that was no longer serving us.
3: Yeah.
5: So I know that's kind of a big one, but I feel like yeah. it, touches on a lot of different points in the journey. Um totally. So how know. would you go about handling this? Great question. So I think, and this, you know, I think can apply to all of those triggers. And I just want to say really briefly, um, just having awareness of your triggers first and foremost, I think is the most important thing that you can do to prepare yourself for going into the holidays. Totally. Just having that awareness, right? Like, is it my mom? Is it my sister? Is it the champagne at Christmas brunch? Is it drinking wine Christmas Eve? Like, what for you are those moments that are going to be hard? So I Mm -hmm. think the first thing that I would recommend is like sitting down, creating some space for yourself um, and compassionately going through those different things that might show up for you so that you just have awareness around it because what we expect um, even if it looks a little bit different, it becomes a little easier to manage. Yeah. And then the second piece is figuring out what practices and tools you already have, right? I don't want to sit here mm-hmm. and like teaching new techniques and new tools. We don't have time um, yeah. for all that but what do you have in your back pocket already right do you have a meditation practice do you have an accountability partner do you have a journaling practice like what are the things that you've been cultivating or introduced to in the last couple of weeks months years however long you've been on this journey that serve you specifically mm. and make sure to maintain those I think sometimes we go into the holiday season and I'm guilty of this myself yep. and it's like oh well, I'm off right like totally right? And yes, it's like eating habits go out the window, the sleep habits go out the window, we, you know, we stop doing our daily self care, we, um, you know, maybe you're traveling, and it makes it harder. But what are one or two things that you know, make you feel resourced. And what I mean by resourced is energized, able, um, connected to yourself, that will serve mm-hmm. you. And I'll give, I gave some examples before meditation, journaling, um, self check ins, right mm-hmm. but with yourself for just a second hand to heart hand to belly like how am I doing? Yeah and honoring that answer if it's yeah. not oh, okay, what do I need?
0: Yeah, totally. I even like to take bathroom timeouts.
5: yes love that big fan big fan love like, love, a, love a moment to, to create distance to then be yeah. able to like check in and then to that point too
3: yeah. right
5: bring your go right? Do I have Mm -hmm. the capacity to go to this event? Do I have the capacity to continue this conversation, you know, to show up here, to show up? If the answer is no, give yourself permission to stay home.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's, I like how you say, do you, do I have the capacity? Like we all could push through it, right? We all totally could push through it, but at what cost? Yes. You know, like when I push through things, I'm not a nice person. Like I'm not the person, like I'm not fun. I'm not relaxed.
5: Yes. I suck. Yeah. I'm just saying, saying. yeah right. When I'm hungry when I'm tired. That's like, that's what yes. I mean about like, going through those checklists. Like, okay, basic things first. Have I eaten? Have I slept? Have I checked in with somebody that cares about me? Yeah. And then I can start to, and this comes up a lot in our, in our groups is, yeah. Am I taking care of myself so then I can take care of the people around me? We have a lot of mothers in our support circles, yeah. um, and so just being really a lot of you know a lot of women I think tend to care for others before themselves, and this time of year is no different than that. Especially if you've got young ones in the mix, yep. and so just being really mindful, as you said, to to care for the self so that we can show up as our best versions of ourselves.
0: Totally. Oh, I love that. I couldn't agree more. Um, What tip over the holidays do you wish that you heard or that someone gave to you? What, either
5: starting your journey or right now, like what would you want to hear? I'm going to circle back to something that I said before, and it's the permission to say no. Nice. That took me and still to this day is something that I am grappling with and learning how to implement. Um, yeah. But I never learned that, like how to say no to, especially to our families around these very tradition based gatherings. Mm. That we have agency to either not go or to shift it and change it. Maybe you go and you do, you know, happy hour with your family every Christmas. Maybe you ask to change that. Can we do brunch? Right, mm. with that, so just just the agency, I think, and the ability to either say no to something or ask for it to be amended to fit to the place that you or I am in in this moment to that point of us showing up as our best selves.
0: Right how how do you personally say no? Like, what does that look like for you?
5: Such a great question, and this is something I talk a lot about, especially early on in coaching with. Yeah. Class who have never practiced that before and Jody, one of our fellow coaches reminds me all the time that no is a complete sentence right Mm. saying no is all that you need to do however I do think that at at times it can be hard to just say no I'm not coming click goodbye right So, so offering the alternative right coming to your holiday party this year might be a little bit difficult for me, but I would love for meet for coffee and we can do a walk around the park, you know, or something Mm -hmm. like that, like offering an alternative so that you still connect with the person so that you still have the opportunity to be in community or be in family or whatever the intention, right? So that's another thing. Thinking about the intention of the event, maybe it's a movie night, maybe it's a dinner party. What's happening there? Mm -hmm. um, If you don't feel comfortable going, I won't be able to make it this year, but I would love to celebrate in the new year go for a hike, go for a swim, whatever is important to you and meaningful to you.
0: Yeah. I think to, to add to your point there, like sometimes when we say no, it does feel really isolating. Yes. Even when we do want we, cause we do want to feel connected. We do want to be involved, but sometimes it's just not maybe at the healthiest environment for us. And I think it's, I think it's having that filter, like, okay, is this going to set me up for success or is it going to be really unhealthy and really stressful and actually do more damage than good? Yeah, That's, that's a
5: tough. Yeah. Hard question to ask yourself, but really one that yeah. can change the trajectory of your holiday season.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh, I can't agree more with that. That is exactly what I'm doing this holiday season. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, last question for you, Nicole. What is your favorite holiday memory?
5: Oh, so many are coming to mind right now. So I'm going to mention, I think, just two real quick. Okay. So when I was a young girl, um, I would dance in the Nutcracker every year. I was a ballerina. Cool. So I've done about 12 or 13 Nutcrackers. So those wow. were all the most fun time of the year because it's, you know, it's Christmas themed and all of the, you know, all of your friends or all of my friends at the time were all dancing together and it was this really big kind of school-wide moment. So that's kind of a, a really fun one from my childhood that I love to kind of reflect on. And still to this day, you know, my family will try to go see the Nutcracker every once in a while. Um, but then I think another one that I've brought with me that is still kind of changing and evolving is going to get the Christmas tree and then decorating the Christmas tree. Um,
4: and what's interesting
5: that. to reflect on that is that used to be tied with a bottle of wine, right? Let's decorate ah. the and drink wine. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of years, as I've removed alcohol from my life, it has still maintained this special kind of traditional feeling to it. It's just without the alcohol, Right. Yeah, And so just an example there of being able to hold on to these traditions and these moments that maybe you've carried with you for years and years, but just adapting them to where you are now. Oh, I love that.
0: I love getting the Christmas tree. That's like the best. Best. That's when you know, it's like, okay, we're kicking it off. Yes. This is it. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Nicole, thank you so, so much for all your tips and tricks and spending your time with us. I really, really appreciate it. Happy
5: holidays. Thanks so much, Jess. Happy holidays, ladies.